All right, welcome back to what? Spoop Hour. This is Courtney. And this is Sasha. Um, sorry for the delay. I know probably only one of you noticed, and thank you for <laughs> messaging me because it made me feel special. Oh. Um, it's mostly my fault. I got pretty sick, so I've been fighting a cold, so I still have this super sexy husky voice, but... Um, it was I'm really better. sexy two days ago. Two days ago, when I you were, had like, like dying on the couch. I had like thirty percent of a voice, and I was texting Sasha Leslie note gifts that said things like "Everything hurts and I'm dying" because that's where I was two days ago. But it's been steadily getting better. Did so, you, did you take today off? I teleworked. Teleworked. So okay. It's like taking the day off, but you still work. Uh, okay. But I worked in comfy pants, so and know. you didn't have to interact with other people. I I mean uh, I, I did via calls. email. Oh, I didn't email. have to make any phone calls. Okay. Thank God everybody knows not to call me because I'm like, Courtney, <laughs> you can't hear me. <laughs> um, if you notice that our sound quality is better, it's because we have a microphone. We have now. a microphone, and it's so like space age high tech. It's like a little robot friend. It's actually really really cute. It's pretty. It's like except for like the little red dot that says it's recording. And that reminds me of well, um, what's his face from uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh, you're afraid it's Hal. Hal. I think Robot Friend <laughs> could kill us if you wanted to. If you Couldn't wanted you, Robot to. Friend? But you won't. The red light's just there to remind us that he could. I could. <laughs> Thanks, Robot Friend. Um, if you weren't sure, this is Spoop Hour. Um, Spoop Hour. The podcast where we talk about spoopy things and spoopy. I don't think we explain what that is. So if you're unfamiliar, for some reason there's a problem sort of an epidemic in retail stores where people can't spell the words spooky and creepy come Halloween, so spooky becomes spoopy and creepy becomes creppy. So we've sort of adopted that to ourselves. The jingling is my cat. Um, she's clearly recently pooped, which makes her run. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of spoopy speaking things, of, speaking of spoopy things and poopy things, hey! last week when I was trying to set up my, uh, my PS2 that I rescued from my parents' house. More like PS Boo, am I right? Oh, PS, Ghosts. PS Poo. Because hey! <laughs> this is a poo story. This is a um, poo story. I was plugging things into the TV, and I sat back and was trying to get the, uh, you know, get things to work. And I looked over, and there was a nice little Zelda log right next to me. <laughs> And I didn't know what to do. I just kind of, like, looked at her My for a little cat bit. is a beautiful rainbow who has pooped outside of the box precisely twice in her life. Both times I'm pretty sure it was an accident. One of them was recently. <laughs> next next to me. Only when Sasha was home. Yeah. So, so okay, going back to spoopy things and not poopy things. Um, yeah, this week we are going to talk about cryptozoology. We mm -hmm. hit our general thoughts about ghosts last week. Mm -hmm. Do they exist? If they don't exist, is it still cool to talk about them? Yes and yes. Just kidding. I don't know that I believe in yeah. ghosts. You know this. And um, uh, in the week since, uh, I've heard a couple of interesting ghost stories from people. Yes. Other people reminded us of things that they've told us before. Keep doing um, that. It's fun. Our friend Matt uh, sent me a photo of, uh, like, a page from a Ghosts of Virginia Whoa. book. Um, but like, specifically about the town where I teach. Um, and Oops. so... <laughs> so I know I talked to my coworkers about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we've heard that one." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So we we did a little further well, research into that. So we'll do another ghost episode. There was a serial killer around here in the '70s, which I did not realize until I went to see a live recording yeah. of my favorite. Well, and podcast. it's not even that; it's like a so suicide in the bathroom at the Yikes. school. Yikes. Yeah, look in the mirror. No, no, yeah, hard pass. it's yeah, hard pass. Um, <laughs> uh, and then. 
Um, there yeah. was something else. Uh, Our friend Hillary sent oh, us a couple yeah. stories, one of which legitimately gave me like the fun, spooky chills. Yeah. And then she like spoiled it with science. But it's still a great story. And Hillary's I like a scientist. Yes, yeah. she is our one of our science friends. So um, we'll we'll save those for another episode. Today's yeah. cryptozoology brought to you by Chinese food and apple pie Oreos. That's right. That crinkling you hear is a limited run fall edition Oreo with graham cracker cookies and some sort of apple pie filling. So continuing on our pie theme, right? Um, I impulse bought these again from the grocery store that I went to today, but nobody hit on me today, Good. which is probably because I'm a disgusting monster. You're and not I was, a disgusting monster. I was wearing a shirt that said less patriarchy, more cupcakes. So, well, all right. Cheers. Cheers. That was our Oreos clicking. Actually, they're not bad. Yeah. Last year I was all about the pumpkin spice Oreos. I think I still am. I didn't really like the pumpkin spice Oreos. Really? Yeah. I love pumpkin spice everything else, but in the Oreo, I was like, no. But I, I like this apple taste. I love apple pie everything. It was pretty good. And I do love Oreos. Oreos pay us. But, oh, so while I was driving here, I was thinking about these Oreos, and I said, oh, I, I thought it was <laughs> something I want to talk about. To be fair, I bribed Sasha into recording today because obviously I kept putting it off because I'm a disgusting animal. And then I texted her in the grocery store with a picture, and I was like, just in case you wanted to record tonight. Here's our snack item. <laughs> and then while I was driving home, I get a photo of, like, her laptop and the microphone and the Oreos laid out on our coffee table. And also my crazy cat lady mug of tea. Mm hmm If we ever get an Instagram, I'll post it on there. Yeah. I mean, I post it on the thingy, too, the website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, like, a promotional thing, whatever. Yeah, um, cool. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking, you know, if we're snacking, we're just talking about it. Both kind of reminds me of that classic SNL bit sweaty balls and i was just thinking ah. about how badly i would like to eat some sweaty balls come christmas i'll make you some yes my sweaty special balls. family recipe of sweaty balls um love those balls yeah so um <laughs> cryptozoology cryptozoology some of them probably have don't balls make it weird. we don't know don't make it weird <laughs> don't make it weird <laughs> just Sasha. everybody be cool um, <laughs> all right cryptozoology so what is it tell me courtney we just don't know i'm just kidding um cryptozoology is essentially the study and the belief that there are these animals that aren't like normal animals they're not like a regular mom they're like a cool mom um so like things like bigfoot and jackalopes and things like that they're those kind of like urban legendy kind of creatures um that there's no definitive proof that they exist, neither is there definitive proof that they don't exist, but they probably don't exist. But they're fun to think about, so that you get things like the Loch Ness Monster, and you get like, um, I think it's Champy, the Lake Champlain ah, Monster. Yeah, Champy. Yeah. And just like, stories of like, the kind of story where it's like, there was a snake that came up the toilet, and it becomes an urban legend. Um, so there's that infamous picture of like, the dude in the gorilla costume, and that's Bigfoot. Um, spoiler alert, I don't think it is. <laughs> Whoa! Um, so that's basically cryptozoology. Um, it's the study of what they call cryptids. So those are the kind of animal-related things. Um, where they're not quite human, they're not quite animal, and they're kind of otherworldly. Um, like Mads... Mick, Mads... Uh, Mickelson. Mickelson. <laughs> um, that's our third roommate in the background. That's Connie. Um, she Hi. loves Mads. She loves Mads Mickelson, and he is... A, a cryptid. A cryptid <laughs> who came in from the forest because he wanted to be an actor, but he's still a cryptid. So, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> if you weren't aware. I'm eating another apple pie Oreo, because these are actually yeah. pretty good. Um, and so, our interest in cryptids, cryptozoology, mm -hmm. uh, 
has been, it's been a thing for a while, yeah. but like three years ago, um, yeah. when, before we were roommates, mm-hmm. but we were still friends. Because we've um, been friends for forever. forever. Um, we were having like a ladies night at Courtney's old place mm-hmm. and we got on the topic of cryptozoology. I was writing a blog for my work for April Fool's Day because I work at a wildlife place and I was like, April Fool's Day, let's talk about cryptids. Um, Connie actually just brought us over. Thank you, Connie, for the prop. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I w- got to talking about the Jersey Devil, which, if you are unaware, allegedly in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, um, there is a devil creature that was the child of this woman whose husband couldn't keep it in his pants, so she had 12 kids, and then on the 13th, she was like, this is garbage, I'm out. So as it came out of her, she was like, the devil can take this one, and in old timey, that's basically how monsters are made. And the devil did take that one, and so he sprouted wings and flew around the room, and then he left the house never to be seen again, except when he came back to torment the town. And so this 13th child became known as the Jersey Devil, because he lived in New Jersey and was clearly a devil. He's been described as, like, horse-like, and he's huge, and he's hairy and shaggy, and he has this big scary cry. And at one point, people, he, he went on a little little trip and he went down to Pennsylvania and freaked people out so bad that an entire town shut down because there were weird um, footprints in the snow and there were footprints on somebody's roof and so they shut down schools they shut down the coal mine everybody was afraid to leave the house because they were so sure this Jersey Devil guy was around and was gonna do something to them yeah and so this becomes like probably our most cited and our most favorite of the cryptids and cryptozoology <laughs> things, um, to the point that while we were chatting about uh, the Jersey Devil, which I think Courtney will share. Yes, yeah, I will share the story that yeah. started it all. Um, um, so oh, yeah, I don't know, should I do the background on uh, how he ended up the way he ended up? Yeah, so our roommate started drawing um, this After beautiful we kind drawing. Of, we kind of established some things like, oh, he's got shaggy hair? That means he's got, like, 1980s Michael Bolton hair. Yeah. Kind of Michael Bolton plus like Weird Al Yankovic mm-hmm. plus um who oh uh the t- the soprano sax guy oh yeah yeah um you know that guy yeah yeah with the hair yeah um so so that's the kind of hair so I want you guys to imagine this um, um and I like to imagine him because like all the stories are like people see him and then they freak out and run away and it's always people like camping alone in the woods or their car broke down so I like to imagine him as sort of a lovable goof who just wants to help, but then everybody gets freaked out because he's a horse with bat wings. Um, kind of like Grendel. Yeah. You know, Grendel just wants some companions. He just wanted to chill, just wanted and to chill. Beowulf had no chill. Yeah, and so the Jersey Devil just, like, wants some companions. He wants so, to hang out. Why it, are you running? It culminated in this sort of, um, and here's where part of this backstory comes in. I can't do voices. Like, I just no, can't. No, she really can't. As a person, I just can't. They all slowly, steadily morph into me being Irish, but it's not even a good Irish accent. It just happens. So I was reading these Jersey Devil stories and imagining, you know, this, like, sad sack Jersey Devil who just wants people to be friends with. And whenever I would do his voice talking, he started talking like, Children, why are you running from me? Why are you in the woods alone, children? Um, <laughs> so, so that's how he ended up being kind of a lovable goof and then to explain his scary cry it's because he's learning to play the saxophone mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if you've ever been around anyone learning to play the saxophone it doesn't sound great in the beginning Mm-mm. it's very honky and loud and so we, I like to imagine that he's like 
why doesn't anyone want to listen to me play the saxophone? It was very sad for him. So he and Squidward could be friends. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so that's our Jersey Devil. Um, he also shimmy clumps everywhere because I can't do that voice without shimmying my right. shoulders. And the sh- <laughs> shillelagh thing came from, I think, the, the blog, right? The the One of the reports. Oh, no. Yeah. Or was it something completely different? But we kept singing it to Girl Can't, can't Help It, Girl Can't, can't Help It, shillelagh. <laughs> Which is a Fergie song. So Fergie, Just... please don't sue us for using your music. I, yeah, there was a lot happening that night, and it that was a great like, has, like, stuck with us for three years, and that's why we have a podcast now. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like, we should talk to people about how much we love the Jersey Devil, because um, people are really afraid of the Jersey Devil, and um, the significant Odo um, is partially from New Jersey, and he likes to say that it's, I believe it's South Jersey garbage, um, because apparently the two halves of New Jersey do not like each other, um, but it's South Jersey garbage, and only those people believe in the Jersey Devil. Um but you know don't don't add us don't add us <laughs> i i'm not saying this it's him and he'll remain nameless he knows who he is he's gonna probably listen to this with me later anyway so i went ahead and did some research and found the original story because i was like you guys have to hear this yes. i've been researching this blog and this is like this is hilarious these people writing in their scary stories about encounters with the jersey devil which have such titles um, and I'm going to go ahead and give credit to this. It's from weirdnj.com, as in New Jersey. And if you do weirdnj.com slash stories. Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. It's just like Michael Jordan, who was the original person for whom New Jersey was named. That's not true in the slightest. Please don't at us. Um, but it's got such names as these little bits of story as driving by the devil in the pale moonlight. So these are obviously very, like objective journalistically told stories where people are just sticking to the facts and not embellishing at all and the best one in my opinion yes um is field trips to the jersey devil's turf if you are listening to this woman who wrote this um i mean you no harm or disrespect i genuinely love this story it's a good story um so as we go through, we'll go ahead and retell some of the magic that happened um, when it happened. Because um, backstory that you need to know for the continuation of this is, one, I can't do voices so everybody comes out Irish. Yeah. And two, Sasha is a teacher of children. So she's mm, not allowed te- teenage to... Teenage children. I like to just call them yeah. teacher of children. Um, so she doesn't cuss in a work environment. So she has all these fun little it's alternative swears. So, um... And with that in mind, here's field trips to the Jersey Devil's Turf. This is where we need, like, like a harp going up or something. As a native of Cape May County, I've had the typical rite of passage trip to the Pine Barrens, the legendary home of the Jersey Devil. This Jersey girl went to a high school that I'm not going to read out loud because I genuinely hold no disrespect for this girl. You can look (laughs) it up. Um... It would sponsor trips to the Pine Barrens for good grades in certain classes. I was one of the fortunate students to go three times during my four-year career, which is kind of a humble brag. Like, right. We get it. You made honor roll. We all did. <laughs> um, each time I went on this trip, my canoe was followed by a heavy-footed thing. With each step, I heard branches snap under its feet, in parentheses. Hoofs? Hi, DK. Hoofs? Um, every ten minutes or so, I could hear deep, beastly growls that to this very day give me the creeps. Being in a canoe and on a class trip didn't afford me much opportunity to flee in terror, so I stuck it out for three years. Every year it was the same. One, who was letting these children canoe unsupervised? 
like team jersey devil that is a very irresponsible yeah. situation something bad's gonna go down and it's not gonna be because of my brother maybe jersey they're devil. just check- the jersey devil's just checking in on the kids yeah he's like children i don't know if you're strong swimmers there's some dangerous current ahead. <laughs> i'm literally shimmying at sasha as i do that because i can't do that voice and not shimmy anyway um <clears throat> During my sophomore year, I was pretty confident about my canoeing skills, so I didn't look over my shoulder much. I'm not an outdoorsy person. You're not really an outdoorsy person. Yeah. Is that a thing that you do when you canoe? You look over your shoulder? Uh, so I've been canoeing, even though I'm not particularly outdoorsy. And even, like, when I went tubing with uh, the band staff the other, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, I would look behind me sometimes to see, like, how far, like, I've come, or, like... You know, are my are like, not like well, having she, to She's not canoeing alone either, so maybe she's looking back at uh, like you know, am I with the rest of the pack? You know, if well, she's, she is. It's from is, the sounds of her story, she's canoeing. Essentially, their their canoe is just one. It's not like they're in a pod of canoes, uh, right. but she does have a buddy with her canoeing. So body system, yeah. Bring your buddy in case there's a cryptid who wants to eat you. Right. Um. So back to the story. We were canoeing, blah, blah, when we came across a bag that had been torn open and gone through. Around it were prints on the ground that looked like something like a horse's hoof, only bigger. Which, like, mm. horse's hooves are pretty fucking mm-hmm. big. Like, let's let's give horses their due. Mm-hmm. They're not small. Then I heard it. The cry that still haunts my dreams. Part human, part beast, and full of anger, pregnant with pure hate. So now the Jersey Devil's a girl. <laughs> Um, not a good enough use for the word pregnant. Not a good enough use, no. Um, I nearly flipped the canoe, at which point Sasha, in this story, mimes flipping the table and goes, what the frick frack? Because I can't say fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you look at me for permission and I'm like, girl, we are in our house. Am I allowed to say the F word? You can say the F word as much as you want in our own home. Okay. Please say frick next time. Okay, oh frick. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so, oh my yeah, god. so I flipped my canoe, too. She flipped her canoe and then cussed, so, flip, like... Flip your canoe. Oh. Oh! <laughs> Maybe that's gonna be off the podcast. <laughs> so, it's... I, I'm, I don't know why I'm like this. I'm sorry. It's okay. None of us know why we're like this. We're delightful. Okay. So... Oh, that's a word for it. <laughs> love yourself. I... They all love you. One person asked me to do another episode. Okay, so. so thank you, one person. Thank you, one person. I'll tell you who it is after we're off. Okay. Mike, you know who you are. I was hmm. winking. That doesn't translate <laughs> on a podcast. Um, every time we stopped or paused, it got closer to the river. We pushed on. Then worse came to worst as we tipped the canoe. <laughs> I heard the thing running behind us and thought for sure we were dead. Then we righted our canoe and got into it as fast as humanly possible. We finally made it out safely, sun fried to a crisp, missing all of our valuables and most of our clothes, which I genuinely don't understand. Because again, I'm not an outdoorsy person. Maybe when your canoe flips, you get accidentally naked. I don't know. I think maybe they're bags. Yeah, but why were your bags in your canoe? That's a good question. Yeah, that's just, you're asking you think, you think for that, your clothes to fall into the river. You would think that they would be canoeing to the, back to their landing point. Yeah, like yeah. somebody drove them up, dropped them off, and then they like, yeah, and then they go. And then they went back to yeah. their campground. Yeah, when I went tubing, the only thing that I risked losing was my shirt, but that was because I tied it to my thing so I could tan a little bit. Yeah, the last time I tubed, I literally just wore like a bathing suit and a hat. Yeah. And it was fine. Yeah. I didn't bring a phone, I didn't bring any, like, because you're in a tube in a river you're gonna get wet but she was a pro canoeer and she wasn't looking over her shoulder and then she just lost most of her clothes 
As you do. Um, All right. We packed up our bus and left. As we were leaving, I rested my head on the window and saw a little cottage. And this is where this story, it's like, okay, you have the components for a pretty good cryptid story. What is this nonsense? I looked at it until the bus was about to pass and saw a woman. She looked back at me and I could see her skin was torn and bleeding. After the bus passed, she vanished. Scared me so badly, I wouldn't go into the woods for a year. To be fair, that's that was about her schedule for going into the woods. Yeah, anyway. I, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it was a yearly trip. It was a yearly trip. But she went three times in four years, so like, I think. <laughs> also, like, don't turn She's this a... shit into a ghost story. You had a good cryptid story. Don't add the ghost element. Like, right. be confident in your spoop, girl. Um, please keep writing. I love your work. <laughs> um, so that's our favorite cryptid story. Um, I have a cryptid story of my own, despite, much like oh, with yeah. ghosts, I don't super believe in cryptids. I probably believe in cryptids less than I believe in ghosts. So given that I don't really believe in ghosts, that's saying something, but um, there was, um, I used to live in a place called Sterling um, in Northern Virginia. And for those of you who aren't familiar, Sterling is kind of like the wilds of Northern Virginia, which doesn't seem like it would be a thing, but it's far enough out that like, you're kind of removed and, you know, it gets genuinely dark at night and there are woods around and whatever. And I had just moved in. I was living on my own. I had just moved out of my parents' place and I didn't have roommates or anything. And I, after I moved in, I was like, oh no, I need to go to the grocery store real quick, grab something. It was probably like nine o'clock at night. pre-Zelda or post-Zelda? Uh, I had just gotten her because okay. I literally picked her up. I adopted her two days before I moved in and then I mm. picked her up the day I moved in. Okay. And I think the thing that I forgot, I didn't have enough litter. Like, you use, oh, yeah, yeah. Laying, setting up the litter box the first time, you use yeah. basically an entire box of litter. Right. This is the cat portion. Um, as I drink out of a mug labeled crazy cat lady. Um, so I was like, oh, I need to go get some more. It was something like that. Yeah. Something that, like, I needed to get right then. It couldn't really wait until mm. the morning. So I leave the house. Obviously, it's dark. And my apartment complex faced some woods. And it was, it, it was pretty dark. And I had my lights on in my car and they caught the eyes of something you know how like animals have that flap over their eyes that mm -hmm. reflects things that's why you get laser eyes from cats and dogs mm -hmm. um and why they have such better night vision than us so my lights caught something like that but it was like pretty high up off the ground like not like deer height but like a good bit off the ground and i couldn't see anything it was just real brief flash of eyes and i was like well, that's something. I went to the grocery store and I turned around and I came back and I never spoke of it again. Until today. <laughs> Until today. No, I told you. No, you once. told me this about it before. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, was it a mutant deer? Was it a chupacabra? And we'll get into chupacabras in a hot second here. Because I love chupacabras. Well, I have a spooky story. Let's hear it. There is a small piece of broccoli in my low mane, and there's oh never god. broccoli in this low mane. Oh my god, that's the scariest Where did thing the I've broccoli come from? <laughs> this has been Broccoli Hour with Courtney and Sasha. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have any of my own creepy animal stories, but. I mean, I, I, I'm a cat owner, so like. Mm. Just today, I got out of the shower, and she was sitting in front of the bathroom, like, staring intently. Like, I can only see so much out of my bathroom door. Mm -hmm. um, and staring off to one side of the room, and I'm like, what do you see? Is there somebody here? And she was just, like, really intently looking at something. Then she'd briefly glance at me, and then she'd meow, and she'd look over there. And that's just how cats are. They're right. just spooky little well, bastards. Like, um, sometimes Psyche will sit on top of the cat tree, and then all of a sudden just look. 
And Psyche has big round eyes, so when she looks at things, she looks looks at, at them. Things. And so I'm always like, "What do you see? Like, is there something that you know? I just am not sensing. Like, I'm not seeing." And so I'm always a little bit spooked out. See, and um, this is this is how we're different people because. I'm always like, did someone break into my house? Is there some weirdo waiting on the other side of the store for me to step outside of the bathroom in my towel and then he's going to jump on me? Um, and then I start planning my escape strategy of, like, grabbing my shampoo and squirting it in his eyes and, like, crushing his cartilage and doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do but probably won't do because you're panicking. Um, but then there's nobody ever there. And then I'm like, oh, well, she's just being weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we're different people. You're like, ghosts. And I'm like, oh, well, cat's gonna cat. Yeah. I also, I mean, like, whenever I'm like, oh, God, is someone in our house? I usually just, like, kind of resign myself to certain death. I have done that. There was one time, um, it may have actually been when I was living alone in Sterling where my only roommate was my cat. And, um, I was really deeply asleep and it had been a long week. And I heard something that sounded like a person in my house. And I remember thinking, whatever, they can kill me. I just don't want to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that. And clearly I'm still alive. Oh. So. And then there was that one time that I opened our front door and there actually was that thing. <laughs> there, there was something that happened a few weeks ago and I made Courtney call the cops for me. She didn't was, make well, me call the cops. I offered. I, could, I was so shook. I couldn't. I just... she, it was really weird. She had just walked out the door because she was going to go to her parents' place. And I'm, like, sitting on the couch doing my lazy thing. And then, without saying anything, she quietly opens the door again and closes it. And I'm like, oh, my God, have you already returned? What a quick journey, being, like, a smartass. And she's not saying anything, just, like, kind of leaning against the door. And I'm like, what? What? I'm like, you all right? And she was like, I just saw this thing. So then I was yeah. like, do you want me to call the <laughs> emergency cops? And then I did. And so we're okay. We're okay. Yay. But but that was, I think that was the one day where the resigning myself to a certain death did not happen because I was able to be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not today, Not Satan. today, Satan. Um, <laughs> there was one time um, when I was in college, my now best friend at the time, just good trumpet acquaintance, we both played trumpet, um, we were in downtown Harrisonburg, which was our college town, and they had these cute little, like, shops and stuff, because it was, like, a downtown area, whatever, and so we were just wandering through, and we were walking around trying to find, like, the consignment shop, whatever, and we walked past these racks of clothes in front of the consignment shop, and there was a dude there, and I could have sworn that he had a very small pistol in his hand, uh -huh. so without saying anything, I just grabbed my best friend's arm, and I, like, yank her, full-on yank her into the store, and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I had a gun! And she goes, those were his keys. Yeah. And then I made her stand in the store for another couple minutes because I felt like an idiot. Courtney and I are pretty high-strung people. <laughs> we are. Much like cats. Um, but... Which makes sense. I've been compared quite recently to a cat. Oh. Because I'm quite skittish. Yeah. Uh, and I I'm... don't warm up to people very quickly. I'm more like a red panda in that I fall over easily, and usually yes. it's when I'm trying to be tough. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, cryptids. Cryptids. Um, I have more thoughts. So, Please. let's talk about chupacabras. Oh, yeah. So, I love chupacabras for a lot of reasons. If you don't know what a chupacabra is, it literally means goat sucker, which is one of my favorite things about chupacabras, is that their name literally means goat sucker. I wish my name was that obvious. So in case the name doesn't sell it to you, um, chupacabras are believed to be in sort of the southwestern United States, parts of Mexico, that kind of like 
deserty, you know, Southwest vibes. Where, Welcome to Night Vale vibes. Yeah, where yeah. there's a lot of, like, livestock around and, like, maybe sparse people, mm-hmm. but a lot of, like, grazing sheep and stuff and, say, goats. Um, so Chupacabra, as its name implies, is believed to be this, like, lizard monster that <laughs> sidles up to goats and then sucks all their blood out of them vampire style. Um, leaving only behind two little pinpricks. And that's what a, another thing that I love about cryptozoology is how many times that myths from different parts of the world have similarities, like in this instance, where it has two little pricks, right. just like a vampire story. Anyway, um, so the goat sucker sucks out all the blood, and it's like people are super afraid, and they're afraid it's going to eat them. And every time something weird is found dead in the Southwest, like, and in parts of Mexico, people are like, oh my god, the chupacabra is real. El chupacabra. It's never a chupacabra. It's like, oh, it was a raccoon with mange that then bloated up after it died. And that's why it looks weird. Or like, oh, it was just a really weird dog. Um, there was this couple, I don't remember where they lived. It was somewhere in that part of the country. I want to say it was Texas. And um, they they trapped what they said was a chupacabra. And so, of course, I'm going to clip on this link. Like, there's, of course. there's no version of me that's not going to see what the hell they think is a chupacabra. And it's very clearly this shaved raccoon. Oh, Jesus. And it's, like, standing in the cage with its teeth bared because it's fucking shaved. And it's like, what the fuck, guys? I'm just, I'm just, just doing raccoon me, things. Just let me do my raccoon shit. Jesus. And they're like, it's a chupacabra. No, it's a raccoon. No. Um, I bought um, two pairs of raccoon socks from Target this week. Are you sure they weren't chupacabra socks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They were trash panda socks. Oh. Because I love trash pandas. Which would be the best couple's costume is trash panda and actual trash can. <laughs> but um, certain people don't want to do it. Not naming names. Harm. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the shaved raccoon thing just reminded me. Connie was telling us the other day about the bloat, bloat tids, bloat, bloaty. Oh, you know, yeah. What, what um, when, um, when things, the blob. Blobby things. Yeah, blob when, things that wash up on the ocean. So things like um, dogs that fall in and drown, and then their bodies wash up on beaches later, and then people the are Montauk like, well, monster Montauk monster is probably the say I'm gonna Google what a Montauk monster is, and it's gonna be like it was a publicity stunt. I know. No, yeah, it was. I I remember being so tickled by the Montauk monster and being like, let him live. See, I mean, even though he was dead, but um, he, I I'm the Montauk monster came when I was still like. 17 mm. and I was like oh my god what if this is a real thing because I was in that phase in yeah. my life where I was like what if things are real they're not um, <laughs> and then it was like oh we were shooting an indie movie and we thought this would get us publicity whatever but wasn't I thought the Montauk monster was actually like uh, like a bloated raccoon oh I thought it was a um, like a prop that they designed oh um, like, but there, there was something that washed up on a beach once that was literally a bloated raccoon. Most of the time, it's raccoons. Um, um, yeah, the only, the only reason Montauk meant anything to me, globster, globster. Is the word. But yeah, the only thing reason Mon, uh, Montauk meant anything to me was because of Vampire Weekend, which apparently 
is releasing a new album next one year, uh, next 2018. <laughs> next, uh, 2018. next 2018. Not, not the first one. Not the, the first one, one, the next one. Montauk a- Monster was an animal carcass thought to be a raccoon that washed ashore on a beach near the business district of Montauk, New York in July 2008. Don't you hate when you're in Montauk for business and monsters wash up on right. shore? The identity of the creature and the veracity of stories surrounding it have been the subject of controversy and speculation. Whoa. It is not known what happened to the carcass. It was said to have mysteriously disappeared. Which means it washed back out to the ocean. And spoilers, the ocean is pretty big. Man, that was nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Told you, I was like 17. The monster has been discussed on conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura. Good lord. There's a source for you. Don't at me, on, Jesse Ventura. On, on August 4th, 2011, the Montauk monster was featured on the second episode of the third season of <laughs> Ancient Aliens. Oh my titled god. Aliens and Monsters. Um, uh, some people thought it, it may have been a turtle without its shell, although turtle shells are fused with the spine and cannot be removed in this way. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, a dog, a large rodent, or a science experiment from the nearby government animal testing facility, <laughs> the Plum Island Animal Disease Center. Although, okay, I'm going to seg. Okay. I'm going to do a segue right now. It's going to be a great segue because you saying that made me think of yetis when we should talk about yeti sasquatches and bigfoots. Yes, big feet. Big feet? Big feet? Bigfoots? I wonder if it's like moose. They're just, oh, maybe. Just moose. Bigfoot monsters, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I have a story to tell that's not strictly cryptozoology, although I will incorporate cryptozoology into it. Um, right now there is a jingly little guest. My cat has jumped up on the couch and is between us and being real cute, so we're having to pay attention to her. It's terrible. Um... So, the other day, before I got super, super sick on Monday, we were chatting a little bit while Sasha was playing Katamari Damacy, um, and we were talking about the distinction between yetis and Sasquatches and Bigfoot. Hmm. So, for me, the distinction is where they live. So, for me, I think the overall category is Sasquatch, like, it's kind of the subspecies. Sorry, you said category, and there's a cat. Um, Continue. It's a good visual joke, but you can't see us, because robot friend doesn't have real eyes. He just has a glowing red eye. Um, So I think Sasquatch is the overall category of stuff. I did it again. Oh, my God. Wow. And then you have subspecies, Bigfoot, and Yeti. So Sasquatch, I think, usually is confined to, like, Pacific Northwest, that kind of parts of Canada, that kind of, like, just Mm -hmm. stretching up that part of the western seaboard. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, Bigfoot, I think, is anybody that is found in, like, anywhere in the Midwestern United States or basically anywhere else you see, like, a gorilla monster, (laughs) that's a Bigfoot. Yetis, however, live in snowy places, as the sci-fi classic movie Yeti proves. Um, I was going to say Monster Inc. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, that was the first. You said Yeti. Oh, Abominable Snowman. That's what that. Call it, Sasha. I'm getting my monsters wrong. This is embarrassing. We have a podcast. I know. We're experts on stuff. Even my cat is staring at her. I know. She has her one leg out, like, stopped cleaning herself and just looked at me. She's personally deeply offended. idiot. I mean, it's okay, Zelda. We'll let this slide this one time. Anyway, there's a sci-fi movie called Yeti. If you have access to it, I highly recommend you watch it. It features such great lines as, he survived after a plane crash in the mountains for three days with two broken legs and you just shot him in the face. 
which is a thing that happens and mostly kills one of the characters. Spoiler, but that's an amazing way to go out. I mean, I mean a sad way to go out. The bummer is he's get, he gets shot in the face with a flare gun. Oh, no. And he's one of the only non-white people who survived the plane crash. No. So it's a bummer. Um, when we watched it, we played Tag Yourself. And I was the annoying cheerleader mascot girl because um, it. the plot is that a high school, I think it's high school, they might be college, um, football team just did some sort of international championship in Nepal. And now they're flying back and their plane goes down um, in the Himalayas and they're terrorized by a Yeti. Um, and yeah, magic wonder ensues. Um, my character does not make it to the end of the movie, spoiler alert. So if you do watch it, be prepared for most people to die. Um, so that's Yetis. And that gets me to what I originally wanted to talk about, the Dietlov Pass incident. Do you know what this is? No, I don't. Oh, it is spooky as shit. Like, this genuinely gives me the chills. Yeah. And I've talked about this with many people who don't necessarily share my interest in the spoop. I'm all ears, don't worry. <laughs> she is literally all ears. Like, you I, guys just, don't like, know what she looks breaking like. breaking out in ears right now. <laughs> like, everywhere. just one just popped out of my eye. She might be a chupacabra. Oh. <laughs> um, guard your goats. G- guard your goats. Guard your goats. Um, so the Dyatlov Pass incident was back in the day. I want to say it was in fifties. I could be wrong. I'm gonna Google as I talk. Um, and it does tie back into cryptozoology because of of all things Walt Disney World. Huh. Um, so the Dyatlov Pass incident is um, a bunch of people, a bunch of experienced hikers and climbers went out into the uh, Ural Mountains, which is um, kind of kind of near Russia, that like, yeah, yeah, Eastern yeah. Europe, like, big-ass cluster of mountains. Um, oh, thanks, Wikipedia. 1959. So these experienced skier hikers are found dead on February 2nd, 1959, and it took place um, in the Dyatlov Pass in honor of the group's leader, Igor Dyatlov. So basically, um, this very experienced trekking group, so people who aren't going to, like, go into the mountains and never be heard from again, because right. they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, if I were to do it, of course I would die. Of, of course. course I would. I don't go outside. I'd be like, ew, it's cold, and then be dead. Um, these were people who, like, they packed their provisions, they packed all their shit, whatever. Um, what's odd is something tore into their tent, or tore out of their tent. Um, they... Many of them, they tear, they tore their way out of their tents and they fled the campsite while they weren't fully dressed. So they're still in, like, essentially pajamas, wandering out into the snow, despite it being, it was snowing and it was sub-zero. So, like, right. not, it's not like, oh, they were all just sleepwalking. It's the kind of thing that if they were sleepwalking, they would have woken up from the cold and from the wet right. of the snow and everything. Um one victim had a fra- this is straight from Wikipedia. One victim had a fractured skull, another had brain damage but no sign of an injured skull. Additionally, the tongue and eyes of a team member were missing. So, uh. <laughs> to this day, they don't know what the hell happened, but all these people turned up dead. Yeah. They just they were all dead. They were all in inadequate gear. They were mostly naked and they had wandered into the snow. In some cases, they went pretty far. Um, these nine people and we have no idea what happened. So obviously rampant speculation. Um, so um, they did find um, 
one one person's body was found buried in the snow face down but because it was heavy snowfall it's not like somebody actually had to bury him right he was just um, buried in the he snow. could have just like fallen down yeah. died, and then the snow covered him um basically while they were hiking they were in contact with people and they were like we're gonna be back by february 12th but then they were like oh no we're gonna be a little bit longer and then they never heard from them again so they were like well that's weird and they found them um, they sent the militia in. They sent everybody in. Um, they found the group's abandoned and badly damaged tent. Um, and the campsite baffled the search party. Because if you're expecting people, like, if you expect an avalanche or something, you're going to expect, like, it's going to be obviously crushed, but it's not going to be, right. like, shredded. Yeah. And, like, you're not going to see them, like, naked wandering around places. Um, it was The tent was empty. Um, it was half torn down and covered with snow. And all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. So it's not like we're being attacked by a bear, we gotta go, because you'd grab your shoes. Right. Because you're not gonna make it very far. No, they they left without anything. Um, the tent had been cut open from the inside. There were eight or nine sets of footprints left by people who were wearing only socks, a single shoe, or were even barefoot. Um, they went 1.5 kilometers, which is just shy of a mile, northeast, um, and then they, the tracks got covered in snow. And then they found a small fire, the first two bodies of people who were shoeless and dressed only in their underwear. There were branches on a tree that were broken, suggesting that somebody had climbed up there. Um, And then they found everybody else who died in poses, suggesting that they were attempting to return to the tent. And then they finally found the last four people, um, because obviously there was a lot of snow, so it was hard to find people. And there were signs that those who had died first had apparently relinquished their clothes to the others, so like... They were bouncing, but then they were, you know, they were like, well, you're dead. I'm going to take your coat, which I get, you know, Um, but it didn't help. So what happened? Um, They did the legal inquest and they concluded that they all died of hypothermia because there is true. It's called, what is it? It's like, it's paradoxical something. And it's this phenomenon where if you hit hypothermia bad enough where you're at the point where you might actually die, mm-hmm. um, you feel very, very, very hot and, mm-hmm. like, you should take more off. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of like how when you have a fever you feel cold. Right. Like, you're freezing to death, but mm-hmm. no, you're just really, really hot. Kind of the same thing, but in reverse. You're very, very cold, but you feel like you're boiling alive. Um, so... You take everything off. Yeah. Mm. Because... You're like, oh my god, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm so hot. I'm gonna take something. I'm gonna take a layer off. Um, take off all your clothes. <laughs> and then the the um, search party found a recording of Nelly's "Hot in Here," which was very strange because that song did not come out till almost sixty years later. And then they were like, well, these people must have gotten hot in here, so they took off all, all their clothes. clothes. Um, none of that happened. Please don't add us if you're related to these poor people. Um, so, three of the ski hikers had fatal injuries. So, they had skull damage. Um, two of them had major chest fractures. Um, so, it would have had to be, like, a, um, according to the doctor, it would have had to be comparable to a car crash. So, right. it's not just, like, they tripped and fell and then accidentally bonked their noodle. Yeah. Like, this is, like, a lot Tra- of force. Traumatic. It yeah. is trauma, yeah. Um, and then some people, like, one person was missing, you know, her tongue and eyes and parts mm-hmm. of her lips as well as facial tissue. Um, and she had a bunch of burns on her hands. Mm. Um, hmm. So there were, there's been some speculation about what this was. So some people think it is cryptid linked, and that's what 
Walt Disney World, and this is one of the yeah, things. Okay. Oh first... yeah, so yeah, circle. Yeah, thank you. Boom, I'm full glad circle. We finally got there. This is a okay. great story. I highly recommend yeah, everybody Disney, look into it. So, so Disney, like, I don't know that they explicitly say it's the Dietlov Pass incident because I haven't been to Walt Disney World since like 2006. Um, but there in Animal Kingdom, there's a ride called Expedition Everest. Oh, and they I have also those pictures. haven't been to Disney World since 2006, yes. and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, because I um, rode that, and I think I rode it with you. We're gonna pause for a hot second. All right, that does seem to have worked. Okay, sorry for the long pause. Um, our friend Cat came over, so I, I hit pause real quick. Um, so let's talk about the Dietlov Pass some more. And we're gonna um, hope that this is working, because we got a new mic, and we're using new system and everything. It so. looks like it's it working. It looks like it's working. Yeah, I guess I it's just a second. Okay. Second yeah. track? Okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool. we'll figure it out. So, Disney and the... D- Disney and the... Yeah. yeah. So, um, Expedition Everest, they have sort of a photo story um, while you're waiting in line, and um, our ride, when we were waiting in line for it, it happened to break down while we were in this room. So it's this, mm. it's it's an imagined series of photos from the Dietlov Pass incident, although they don't explicitly say, from what I recall, that it is the Dietlov Pass incident, um, where it's like, we found this shredded tent, and like, we never found these people again, but we found their photos, and these were the last photos on there, and the last, like, two photos are photos of, like, a Yeti attacking, essentially, like, really zoomed up close, and it's all blurry and whatever. Scared the crap out of me. Um... Just general spooky stuff. So, yet love pass. Oh, yeah. So that's that's the so, Walt Disney okay. Cryptid. So there yeah. there is sort of. I am going to Disney in the spring You'll, with our please. friends Matt and Megan, and so if we can get to Animal Kingdom, I yeah, will please. keep an eye out for that. Please holler. At also, me. holler at Matt. I told Sasha during um, the break that he's the one who asked for another episode. Yeah, and this is the this is the friend who sent me the Virginia spooky ghost stories thing. So spooky. thank you, Matt. Thank you for supporting. Thanks, Matt. Us. Number one fan. Uh, <laughs> um. Also, probably Megan as well, because I know she's into this stuff, too. That's true. And she probably listened to it. I assume that he was speaking on behalf of both of them. They are married. They are, yeah. They're adorable. We love them. Anyway, so, back to grim shit. Um, The Dietlov Pass incident. Um, There is... There are... There were rumors that there are indigenous people in the area who are like, Fuck you, whiteies! And attacked them. But... Here's the crazy shit. The force of the injuries was so great that they don't think that they could have been done by hand. Because it's comparable to a car accident. Now, right. think about how much force that is. Yeah. You can't really hit somebody with that much force no. unless you're, like, one punch man or some shit. One bum bum. And if it's him, then, like, you fuck, confess. Um, so. One bum bum wouldn't do that no, he maliciously. Like a nice no, he, he only punches bad things. From what I hear, he tries to punch a mosquito, which I'm on board with because I have like eight oh, mosquito yeah. bites. Oh yeah, that right episode now. was pretty funny. Yeah, like he just keeps missing the mosquito. I mean, I like I literally have two that are like an inch apart on my thigh. It's I some bullshit. Have my torn up ankles from. You Fuck know, you, mosquitoes! From... Why couldn't you die in the Dietlov Pass? Anyway, so um, there's also sort of conspiracy theories that because of the timeline. So remember, it's 1959. It's the height of the Cold War. There is speculation that the Dietlov Pass incident was some sort of nuclear test or missile test, which could have caused the blunt force injuries without, like, comparable to a car crash. It could have caused the delirium that caused them to leave their tents in a big hurry. It could have caused that sort of disorientation to not grab your shoes and everything else. Right. And there is, I've heard secondhand stories from so a person. That be, the who's impact alive. of it would have been. Yeah, so the impact and the radiation. Like, okay. Then instantly made like it was I close see. enough that they th- those that didn't immediately die in the blast yeah. from like the force, force then 
like their brains got later. shook up. Yeah, yeah and so okay. they they succumbed to their injuries later, and that would explain why she had burns on her hand, why part of the skin on her face was melted, yeah. because that's the kind of thing you see with nuclear weaponry. Right. And it was 1959, which is deep Cold War shit. Yeah. Um, huh. So there's that, and then obviously there's the, the speculation of Walt Disney and other companies, probably where it was a Yeti. We don't know. We don't know what happened. They died, and like, because it was 1959, if Russia, or sorry, if the Soviet Union was testing nuclear missiles and weaponry, they're not going to be like, oh, our bad guys, we were just doing a routine missile test. We didn't know right. they were up there. It's fine. It's whatever. No, of course no, they're not going to do that. They're not going to, yeah, they're not going to have their doctor be like, well, this is clearly signs of a nearby nuclear explosion. No, they're going to be like, oh, weird, hypothermia. What? Oh, well. what? <laughs> what? Hypothermia. It gets cold in the mountains. IDK. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, so that's the Dietlov Pass incident. Fucked up shit. Yeah, let's see. Oh, there was also a theory that there was an avalanche that caused their deaths. Um, there's the, hmm. what Wikipedia calls the sensationalist Yeti hypothesis. So basically the idea is that the group wakes in a panic, they cut their way out of the tent because the avalanche, or because they were so scared um, that they slit the tent and they, like, sprinted out because they were afraid. Um and that they, they burned themselves on the fire, and then it was too cold, and they all froze to death. Um, but perhaps not. Hmm. Um, <laughs> um, there's a bunch of evidence contradicting the fact that it's an avalanche. Obviously, there's no evidence that it was actually a Yeti. Right. Um, they've done a hundred expedi- over 100 expeditions to the region since then, and none of them ever reported conditions that might create an avalanche. Which isn't to say that an avalanche wouldn't happen. It's just, it's unusual if... With a hundred expeditions, you don't even get, like, the possibility of there being right. an avalanche. That's weird. You're in the mountains. Yeah. Um, there's also infrasound, which is the theory, and that's kind of... Um, the theory is infrasound generated by the wind as it passed over the top of the, I can't say this word, holachal? Holachal? Please don't at me. I'm trying. Oh, I'm not even going to... Uh, mountain was responsible for causing the physical discomfort and mental distress um and then there are also people who believe that it was a military accident that was covered up there are records of parachute mines um and radiological weapons so then you have that that sort of right is it some sort of nuclear weaponry what's going on ah paradoxical undressing is the name of the phenomenon where when you have hypothermia you start taking clothes off because you feel hot paradoxical undressing gotcha you said tent a bunch of times, and all I could tent. think of was um, that Sherlock Holmes joke. Ah, let's hear this Sherlock Holmes joke, okay, Sasha. Okay, so... Um, Lighten the mood. All right, so Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson go camping and pitch their tent under the stars. During the night, Holmes wakes his companion and says, Watson, look up at the stars and tell me what you deduce. Watson says, I see millions of stars. <coughs> And even if a few of those have planets, it's quite likely there are some planets like Earth. And if there are a few planets like Earth out there, there might also be life. And Holmes replies, Watson, you idiot. Somebody stole our tent. (laughs) Ah! Quality jokes. Quality Um, jokes. So that's all I could think of as you were talking about this tent being ripped. I was like, somebody didn't steal their tent. Yeah. That's right. Holmes and Watson were near a military right. site or got attacked by a Yeti. Apparently, there is a Discovery Channel special called Russian Yeti, The Killer Lives, which explores the cryptozoology theory that the Dyatlov group was killed by a mank or a Russian Yeti. Hmm. So, 
The show begins with the premise that the skier's injuries were such that only a creature with superhuman strength could have caused them. So what I want to know is where was the Incredible Hulk at this time? Like, we know he loses his temper. We know he's superhumanly strong. Yeah. Where was he? What's his deal? Hmm. You can't be a big green angry dude running around in your underwear. No. And not expect people to ask questions. Right. So. To quote Bart Simpson, thank God his pants stayed on. Ha! <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... Apparently, this episode of the Discovery Channel special concluded with there being no evidence for their claims. Hmm. Bless. Huh. Yeah, um, so if you ever want to fall down a Wikipedia hole, highly yeah. recommend the DLF Pass Wikipedia hole, because there's a lot of details, obviously, that I can't go into, because it would take forever, and I can't pronounce all the Russian words because I don't speak Russian. Yeah. Sorry. Well, um, that are interesting. Oh, apparently, according to Wikipedia, Mank is the Mansi language, Mansi being the local indigenous people's um, name given for a folklore forest giant with similar physical description as a yeti. So I'm going to go ahead and put Menk in the category of Sasquatch, because I like to think of Sasquatch as the yeah overarching family subgroup. So, oh, speaking of overarching family of Sasquatches. Hit it. Um, so I'm on Mental Floss, and they have this great article, like these you know cryptids that you know could exist or whatever and number 12 is momo and look at this little illustration it's so oh, cute right momo what a cute little bastard momo is short for missouri monster <laughs> it's a mysterious sorry. <laughs> sorry missouri i'm sure it's very scary right but it's called the momo <laughs> it's um, really cute and it is a mysterious ape man similar to bigfoot which is said to inhabit the forest alongside the mississippi river as it passes through missouri First reported in 1971, Momo is described as seven to eight feet tall with a broad pumpkin-shaped head and is supposedly covered head to foot in thick, dark fur. According to some Keep accounts... Mind, this picture of him, he has fur approximately the same color as a pumpkin. Pumpkin, yeah. So clearly whoever the artist was saw the word pumpkin and was like, got it, pumpkin, pumpkin go. Um, thick, dark fur. According to some accounts, the creature is notoriously aggressive and like the South American... Mapinguari is able to produce a grotesque smell, even worse than a skunk's, in order to ward off would-be attackers. I'm sorry, are you telling me that there's a seven-foot-tall, pumpkin-shaped and possibly colored farting monster in Missouri? <laughs> yes! Oh and God. it's actually me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Her name's not Sasha. It's, it's Momo. Momo the Fart Monster. <laughs> Side note, I think we have your Halloween costume. I think we have my Halloween costume. <laughs> Oh my uh, gosh! But this article is great. They also have Tessie, which is oh yeah yeah isn't that Tahoe Tessie? Yeah, it's a lake monster. Basically, wherever you get a giant lake, people think that there's a monster. Yeah, in so it. there's Nessie, there's Tessie, there's Champy, well, Champy. Um, there's a couple others that I discovered. Yeah. Well, Tessie uh, sightings are always more common in even-numbered years than odd. So maybe next year's our year. All right. Well, next year you heard it here. We're gonna oh, do a road God. trip out to Tahoe. Oh, uh, there's one more. There's another one called Yowie. It, it's spelled W Y. God, I don't know what letters are. It's spelled. <laughs> Keep in mind, she teaches English to the children. Y O W I E. Yowie. Yowie. Uh, yowies are another species of Bigfoot-like apes. Again, Bigfoot, I don't think is the overarching category. Right. I think it's Sasquatch. Sasquatch. So use the correct okay, terminology. I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry. my God, Yowies are special. It's mental floss. Mental floss are said to inhabit. The Australian Outback. So oh that's, my god, that's their we do Sasquatch. Have, we have one listener in Australia. Yeah. And <gasps> you know who you are, and we love you, and we miss you, Go too. find Yowie. Go find Yowie and report back. Uh, Bring your kitty. She'll take care of you. Usually described as tall and stocky. This is so you can find him, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Covered head to foot in thick black or dark red fur. So he could be a ginger. <laughs> 
Uh, most accounts of yaoi sightings claim the creatures are shy and very easily spooked. Oh, so Aww. be nice. Bring them a cookie or something. Although some tales claim they can be confrontational and can produce a, a blood-curdling scream when threatened. That, I do the same thing, though, and I'm yeah. not a, like, if you scare me, I'm gonna yell and possibly hit uh, you. <laughs> nowadays, the creatures are generally considered a myth, but in the 19th century, sightings were remarkably common, to the extent that in 1892, an Australian amateur adventurer and scholar named Herbert Jane McCooey. <laughs> That's an Australian name right there. Yeah, right? Who had supposedly spotted a yaoi near Batemans Bay in New South Wales several years earlier, wrote to the Australian Museum in Sydney offering to capture one of the creatures for a fee of about 40 pounds, which is around uh, 3,000 US dollars or Damn. 1,800 pounds today. He failed. Aww. Aww. That's so much money. Um... I'm trying to, I'm sitting here trying to imagine what the word yowie sounds like with an Australian accent. And yowie. I think I would like to yowie. attempt it just to demonstrate how Try bad it. I am at vo- voices, but yowie. No, but you just sounded like yourself. Good day, mate. Good There's a yowie over there. See, no, that started it's turning into southern. That started becoming an old timey newspaper. Right. Like, oh, uh, read the papers. There's headlines everywhere. I have a I'm really good at voices. Don't judge me, children. Why well, are you running? So, so I have a student from New Zealand in my oh. study hall. This is I, ask I, him I had, how they say yowie. Oh yeah, I will. Uh, I'll ask him uh, next time we have study hall. But uh, the other day he came into class, going, oh. Hi, Mark, from the room, <laughs> because he saw the trailer for that new Seth Rogen movie and uh, James Franco with, um, where they're, like, telling the story about yeah. making the room, and so he just keeps going up to his friends going, oh, hi, Mark, oh, hi, Mark, and, like, trying it, and, like, he'll, like, play the trailer in study hall, and then just work on his fucking impression of Tommy Wiseau, and I'm just like... You don't have homework you can be doing right now? No. Nope. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I'm like, I, I get that feeling. I can do a New Zealand accent for approximately three seconds, and yeah. it's only if I'm quoting lines from what we do in the shadows. <laughs> like, I can do, like, you see this guy, he's not having a good time. He's going to wake up, and he's going to be really embarrassed. But then my boyfriend will ask me, he'll be like, say something else, and I'll go, he's not having a good time. He's going to wake up. He's going to be really embarrassed. And I, I can't do it because I have to hear it and then repeat it exactly back. And even still, I fuck it up. Yeah. I'm not great at voices. It, it's okay. I'm gifted in other ways. Aw, <laughs> Peter got him. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want a really good spoop movie this holiday season, and when I say holiday season, I mean October. Halloween. Halloween Let's be season. Real. There's only one holiday season, and it's Halloween. Ha- hallowed, this is a- hallowed day season. <laughs> I have been having a really hard time talking this week, and it's not just because of my cold. Earlier this week, I tried like three different times to say Hogwarts from the Harry Potter franchise, and multiple times said Hardwarts. So, you know. You messed up another word, too, you're talking about. Oh, yes, I was describing our other roommate, Connie, for her birthday, had an elaborate Harry Potter-themed party, which I described as a Harry Potter potty. (laughs) Harry Potter potty. Which is set in Hogwarts. And Hogwarts. Oh. So. So. Yeah, if you need a good movie this holiday season, What What We We Do Do in the the Shadows is so good. It sounds stupid because here is the premise. The premise is it's a bunch of vampires in New Zealand who are roommates. That sounds stupid. They they love to flat together. And they they just, it's practical and it's, it's so much funnier than it has any right to be. Like on paper, it sounds not funny in the slightest, but it is. It's a mockumentary. Hilarious. There's nothing to lo- there's nothing to not love about it. It's true. So I went into it. Um, we were getting in, going into um, Halloween last year, and Sasha was like, "Yeah, I want to get this movie." Uh, uh, like two years ago now. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, it was like, two years ago. Yeah, 
it's the official movie of our house. Yeah. So two years ago, Sasha was like, yeah, I really want to get this movie and show it. And I was like, well, you know, I have Amazon Prime. I can get it to us in two days. I'll buy a copy. And then Jack, sorry, I just said his name. My boyfriend and I. Um, that's confusing. That's confusing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my boyfriend and I will watch it. And if I like it, then you don't have to pay me back for it. If not, you'll buy it off me because mm-hmm. it's probably going to be terrible. And then we watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, I never want to lose this. If you are listening and you have my copy of What We Do in the Shadows, please give it back. Yeah, we're missing it. I'm so sad. We don't know where it went. I don't think I loaned it to anyone, but on the off chance that I did, please give it back to me. I'm so sad. If you've got Amazon Amazon Prime, Prime. it's available for streaming. You can uh, do free streaming. With your account. It's not that dire of a situation, but I'm still heartbroken because I love this movie so much. Yeah, it's so good. And, like, the first time I watched it, I was also skeptical, too, because my, uh, you know, one of my dear friends from college, Kat, um, she, she and I went out for lunch... And then she was like, wait, I've got this movie you need to see. And so we ended up getting our lunch to go instead. And I went to her house and we started this movie and she was like jumping out of her skin because she loves this movie so much, just like we do. And she was just like so excited for me to watch it. And I think I like laugh cried through the entire movie. And that's why I immediately came home and was like, Courtney, you have to get this movie. (laughs) Every time we show it to someone who's never seen it, like we've... The reaction is always... What is this? What is this? And then it's like, oh my god, that's so good. Yeah. So. So. Please. Trust me. And if you're, it's so good. it sounds like it might be a horror movie because it's vampires. Yeah. I'm a huge wuss and can't do horror movies in any incarnation. Mm-hmm. It's not scary at all. It's just funny. You get yeah. like a minor, one minor scene with like blood. And I do not handle blood very well. And I fucking love this movie. It's. Really I can funny. I can look past that one bloody scene and enjoy it. Like. I've never loved anything like this. <laughs> and you never will again. And I never... <laughs> don't, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, when they make a sequel, because they're making they're making a version. There are oh, werewolves oh in the movie, God. Yeah. and they're going to so be making a sequel. Uh, by the way, it's directed by Taika, Taika Waititi. And, um, uh, and it's got um, Jemaine Clement, Clement from Fly of the, the Concords, and it's got their manager mm-hmm. as well. Reese Davies. Yeah, Re- yeah. And his name. He, yeah, it's just, the entire cast is it's heckin' delightful. Oh, Taika White, he, he's in the movie. Like, he he's also in it, he directed it, and he's he in it. He is my soul vampire. Like, if I were a vampire, I would be him. It's just... I would be Peter. You would be Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you a chicken, it's fine. <laughs> so seriously, please watch this movie. Tell um, us about it. Tell us how much you love it. We've hit an hour, once again. Um... Tell us how much you love this movie. If you don't like it, don't tell us because it's so good and I don't care about your opinion if you don't like this movie. <laughs> That's a lie. I do care about you and I love you. I want to know deeply, why you don't like it. But I want to know what's wrong with I'm you and what you. happened to you that who you hurt can't you? enjoy. Who hurt you? A vampire? Like, people who I don't know. I invited a friend over from my sign language class where I had only interacted with her in sign language class and I had no idea her style of humor and she came in like 20 minutes into the movie and... Guess what? She loved it. So, don't give me this sass of, oh, it's not really my thing. It is your thing. It's definitely your thing. So, so please watch it. Also, and enjoy your biscotti. Yeah, I think they offered me a biscotti. <laughs> um, it makes sense when you watch it. It will. Uh, yeah. Um, if you've got stories for us, yeah, send if you've them got to spooky, us. Yeah, keep sending them to us. We're gonna just keep collecting them. Keep planning our plans for the future. We really want to. 
watch Murder in Small Town X and talk about it with you guys. And we're also going to do, there is, down the street from us, there is a $5 psychic. Yeah. And so Got a neon go, sign and everything. We're going to go do the $5 neon psychic reading and see what happens. So. Um, and talk about it. We're not going to record said psychic because that would be rude. Yeah. But we will come talk, back and tell you everything. It, right? um, yes. And if you do want to send us stories, you can contact us on Facebook. If you know us in real life, um, you can at us. I have confirmed my Twitter username. It was CupcakeBird10. I was right. But I have changed it to be consistent with my online brand. And it is CupcakeOwl10 now. Yeah. So if you want to at me, you can. And I'm trying to actually be better about using it. But I don't tweet very often. Yeah, you but like you like someone tweets. who I do. If you want someone whose tweets are good and does tweet consistently, follow Sasha at Sashanako S A S H A N A K O. And my tweets aren't very good, but they're, I will tweet great. back at you. She will. She's a delight. I, I'm on Twitter all the time. Tweet at her unless you want to tweet at her how much you hate the movie, um, what we do in the shadows, and, and again, we don't want to hear from you. Um, if you have my copy please tweet me or something. Just tell me. Tell us. Send me a pigeon. We, we I love it. it so much. We miss I it a lot. so much. And if you have ideas for what I should be for Halloween, because I cannot decide. I have so many choices and I just can't, I can't yeah. pick. So if you have ideas, go ahead and at me those too. Um, All right. So and this yeah. has been an hour of spoop with spoop hour. With Courtney with- and Sasha. And um, we are planning on getting more of a structure in the future. Look forward to some featured segments, recurring segments. Um, this was just our general thoughts on cryptozoology. There will be more thoughts later. Yes. So thanks for enjoying Spoopy Trash with us. Stay spoopy. And don't get eaten by the Jersey Devil. Just kidding. He loves you.